Pickaxe. Hello and welcome back to the Review of Death, a Doctor Who podcast, your weekly, for the next six weeks, uh, podcast about Doctor Who, because guess what, Billy? What, Matt? Doctor Who Flux is on the air. Get fluxed. How dare you? That's Get crazy out. stuff. It's bonkers, isn't it? I can't believe Doctor Who's back. I know, it's amazing. It's a good feeling, isn't it? It's always nice when you think, ah, oh, Doctor, Doctor Who at the on. end of the week. Yeah. And your Sunday, you can plan your Sunday out. Just got to make sure that you have no plans to socialise with anybody yeah. from 6.25 onwards. How did you get on? Because it was Halloween, this episode. Yeah. Well, we went out on the Saturday night and then Sunday just, yeah, that was, although we did get locked out of the flat Sunday morning. Oh, shit. And I thought, Did you wow, have a panic attack? I did, if I can't get into the house in the next 18 hours, it's going to be a problem. But um, yeah, no, it was, it, was, it was nice. It's nice to have Doctor Who on when it's dark as well. Yeah. Lovely. It just adds to the, the ambience. Yeah. And did you watch it live? Watched it live. Oh, I had to wait because... Uh, He's not a real fan. Jonathan was uh, asking about, so I had to wait for him to come home. Excellent. He's like, don't watch it without me. I was like, all right. Well, you can't, you can't do that. No. I mean, there was a com- I mean, has this gone on record, the conversation you have with Johnny? Johnny is Matt's brother. Hello, I'm Billy. This is Matt. Oh, hello, um, yeah. As an introduction. In case you haven't um, and uh, <laughs> We have said our names at the start oh, of this. So okay. people, That's fine, then. You hope people would have assumed. I'd hope so, by now. Yeah. Um, and if you don't know us, you'll get to know us over the next six weeks. Yeah. Um, and this is Jerry Davis. This is Jerry. This is Jerry, the Cyberman. Um, uh, Johnny was saying, oh, first... Dog <laughs> 2 season in how many bloody years that we can watch together yeah. and you, you're going to go and watch it with that bloody he's not, he's not even blood all that stuff yeah, yeah. Um, but so you watched it with Johnny watched it with Johnny okay. and mum I'm sure everybody's going to be aching to know what Johnny's impression of it was before we start our impression of it doesn't really matter yeah, as long as Johnny's out there yeah, first yeah, yeah. he was well I at the beginning I thought oh dear this is, this is not going to go well and at the end he was like that was pretty good. Was Enjoyed he that. completely silent all the way through and then you turned to him at the end he was. worried that there he were, was going to strike you? There were occasions, um, I mean, thanks to the marvels of modern technology where you can pause your TV, uh, I did have to pause it a couple of times okay. and rewind it because of the, there was chatting. Because okay. so oh. there was bits being missed. And I was like, hang on a minute. I'm not having Can't this. be having chatting Can't during Doctor Who. Um, um, my family, it's the, first, oh, no, it's the second season of Doctor Who I've watched not at home. Right since I've moved out. And my dad always used to joke before it came on, God, imagine if there was a power cut now. And about an hour before Doctor Who came on, yeah. there was a power cut in yeah. our flat. And do you know what I thought? I was like, was there a power cut of yours as well? It was, a, it was all over. Yeah, yeah, Did yeah. the whole of Bristol go dark? Yeah, yeah, the, the um, computers surged in, in this really? office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, apparently, mm. uh, according to TJ, who is our lovely studio yeah. operator, Hello, who TJ. does all the sound and all the cameras If you stuff, can hear me now. Uh, he said that apparently it might have been a solar flare. So in perfect Doctor Who fashion, oh. there were solar flares going off. Could have been a flux. Could you never know. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. Yeah. What were your hopes and dreams and fears for flux going into it? Because it's that typical Doctor Who thing. As you get older, the lead time of your childish excitement starts to get smaller yeah like instead of it being oh my god doctor who starts in three months and i literally cannot wait yeah when you're like nine yeah getting down and down and down and so like maybe the last hour before it comes on you're like oh new doctor yeah. who's gonna start in a bit i was yeah i was a bit like that like i said we were waiting i was waiting for my brother to get home um and then we had to eat as well so it was like all this time i was just like eating thinking everybody just can you all eat your food much quicker because i, I want to watch <laughs> doctor who and my brother bloody blasphemy was like Oh, we could watch it out here in the dining room while we're eating our food. I was oh, like, not on that tiny, like, t- not, not on that on tiny, a telly. tiny television. A tiny like, CRT. Go. Yeah, it's like you can get. Oh no, it's it's been upgraded. Oh, now. I, it's I a think. flat screen. Oh, okay, fine. Um, LCD. Okay. Um, yeah, and I was just like, you freaking get out. You, what you could have done? It. What you could have done is you could have got your mum to tape it for you. Like she, <laughs> she was doing EastEnders, like yeah. taping new EastEnders up to like a couple of years ago. Yeah. I love that. Um, well, Proper old-fashioned, old-school Doctor Who viewing. Wilderness yeah. years viewing. Oh, on a VHS. Well, you, no, what you should have done is you should have taped it, sent it to someone in North America, <laughs> and then got a copy eight generations. <laughs> yeah, on lower. an NTSC tape. Oh, yeah, and about twelve years later. Yeah. and then watched it. Good idea. Um, but no. Uh, that didn't happen. We were able to watch it. I watched it on iPlayer. I don't watch stuff with, like we don't have like a an aerial. Or, we haven't. I pay my TV license. It goes doesn't go into the telly 
like into the wall right into the aerial and stuff we just watch it off via player okay off the playstation yeah so i don't know does that count that must count towards a viewing a live viewing figure I don't no, know if it does, does it? it? Oh dear. I mean, I didn't watch it live, so I can't say anything. Okay, well, I watched it a second time, so yeah. that's added to the plus 24 or whatever it is. Yeah, I'll tell you something before we get into the nitty gritty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing that I think everyone was quite excited about mm. Doctor Who, and when it finished, everyone, the, the response seemed pretty yeah, positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I woke up this morning and I saw some, someone say something about viewing figures, and I was like, oh, oh no, this is no. going to have to start again, yeah. isn't it? And well, I'd forgotten about that. It was like I had some sort of youthful air about me where viewing figures weren't a thing. <laughs> it was just you watched it and it was good and, it, and that was it. Um, but it was 4.4, wasn't it? It was pretty yeah, good. So it, it was, was all right. It was higher than everything from series 12 except Spy, Spy 4. 4 Part 1, yeah. I think. Okay. Which is still That's pretty, pretty good. good for an overnight. Um, I mean, I don't know what... Do, uh, do we know viewing figures for anything else? On that day, I mean, it doesn't matter because it's Doctor Who. It's the only TV show that matters in terms Precisely. of viewing figures, apparently. That yeah. and, oh my God, you don't want to be a professional wrestling fan at the moment. No. Because at the moment you've got WWE and AEW, this new company that's come in. Right. They're trying to become the new number one. Oh, okay. And so they're going head to head on yeah. some nights. And so viewing figures and... Because demo- in America, they, they go into demographics. Oh, so it's like yeah. the 18 to 34 is what they want to get. And yeah. even if they don't beat WWE in the overall rating, if they beat them in the 18 to 24 demographic, they've basically won. Right. Okay. So at, at least we don't have to have that conversation oh about God, Doctor Who. Imagine? My God. Um, <laughs> so yeah, anyway, Doctor Who, Flux, Chapter 1, The Halloween Apocalypse. What a mouthful. It is a mouthful. Uh, I, I stick by that being a poo-poo title. The Halloween apocalypse? Yeah, particularly I with... I it a bit afterwards. Did you? Like, my brother turned around and was like... It was it was a bit of a naff title because he's like... The actual halloween element of it was very minimal. It was arbitrary, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And it was the, it was the first time that there's been a Halloween-themed yeah. episode or a Halloween episode that takes place on Halloween both in-universe and yeah. out-of-universe. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um... And you mentioned Trick or Treat being a better title. And he said it, it gets name dropped by Swarm. Yeah. And then Yaz says it. Yeah. And then Dan says it. Yeah. All the kids say it's Dan. And it's just like, well, there's, it's staring you in the face. There's another thing in there as well that ties into this issue I've had with Chris Chibnall where it, it's like he doesn't take the obvious route. Not in a, in a Stephen Moffat. It's obvious, so I'm not going to do it because that's yeah. too easy sort of way. But in a, how, how did you not? comprehend yeah. that which started with um a resolution right not calling it resolution of the daleks oh yeah 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 and then obviously you've got revolution the next yeah. year or the next special and the special that comes up next the last one or whatever will probably be of the daleks and hopefully will be an r and it will be a nice trilogy r of r, r of the dalek well it was shot in bristol it was yeah um spoilers spoilers um but I, I, maybe I, mm, no we'll get to it later but it's another one of those staring you in the face like okay. come on mate come on um, so pre-credits I wasn't overly impressed the gravity bar thing no my brother wasn't either he was like as soon as it went cut to the titles you went <sighs> he's like well that was stupid or that was he said something and I was like oh come on it's just you know it's, 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 it's it a nice high octane it's the same thing that the Bond things do yeah it's a tangentially related action sequence yeah to get the blood pumping get yeah. you into the story title sequence then yeah. we can focus on the actual thing that we're dealing with this week yeah I think um, some of the effects were I must write I some must of the say, effects were quite good and I some of them the effects overall were brilliant. Yeah, the, the this CGI episode, yeah. was excellent. I just think at the beginning, it, I don't know, it, it just didn't feel like they were there. I think it's, it felt it's like difficult. a bit of a computer game land. Yeah, that they were. It's inhabiting. difficult, I think, when you're trying to blend like yeah. the physics of wire work with then like artificial yeah. physics and movement. And yeah, stuff. and it was like I think it looked really awkward when the bar snaps and they're just spinning out themselves, and it was like you don't look like you're spinning. You just yeah, look yeah, yeah. like you're hovering in the air. And yeah everything around you is moving but it's fine you I, know. I, I don't think people I, I should lose track of this at all to remember that this was shot during COVID I know um, and it, you wouldn't know no not I mean, at all besides the fact that I kept I think, thinking it while I was watching it I was like this was shot during COVID how did they do this I think there's only three or four scenes where there's more than two people talking yeah. to each other in a room yeah and I kind of thought oh, if that's the template if we're getting that every week because uh, you know I think this is a Chris Chibnall thing. I think this is something that you acknowledge now watching Doctor Who. 
the scripts are very dense with dialogue. Yeah. And I think you can get away with it when you've got a you know action happening in a scene, but if it's a two-hander, yeah. You know, there's there's there was some elements of this where it's overwritten and over-talky. Okay. Um but if that's all you've got to rely on when you're shooting under, you know, very heavy yeah. safety precautions with a pandemic, you know, because th- we were deep into the pandemic and the lockdown yeah. when this was being shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously the, lo- the laws and the rules were changing yeah. and adapting constantly, not just for regular folk, but also in the TV industry. You know, like I was working in yeah. a studio just as them during the pan- pandemic, dur- during the depths of it. Yeah. Um, and rules were changing constantly and being stuck to and then some days they're a bit more lax mm. and all that kind of stuff so I can't imagine for a production of that scale with that many members yeah. of crew and the, the the costuming and the makeup and all that kind of stuff to have done it is a remarkable yeah. feat within itself it so a miracle, you know isn't it, that we've claps all round for everybody involved Who. so yeah massive props for getting it done yeah um, so we come out of the pre-credit sequence. Oh, we do have two Easter eggs. We do, have, yes. Go on. So, so we have yours. we have Nitro Nine, yeah. which I was expecting my brother to have more of a reaction to, and he it sort of went past. And I was like Nitro Nine. He's like, mm. I was like, oh. That that's him. No, he's he's <laughs> he's waiting for something to annoy him. He's like, well, isn't that is that good enough? There's no. a. I know there were two Seventh Doctor references in the opening. Sequence. Yeah, because um, she says about the the voice activated mm. handcuffs, or mm. it might have been when I was Scottish. Did you notice she rolled her R? She did roll her R. And then she? she shouted at it yeah. as the 12th Doctor. Yeah. That was quite sweet. It was good. It I was didn't good. quite get the gag when they land on the sofa or the, the mattress, which is going to get the Thasmin bloody Yeah, I've already seen fans it. Fans go going around. mental yeah. about it, so good for uh, you. Do you know, I'll be honest, at first I was like, What's like, that doing there? What's he, why is there a mattress in the town? It's just like, they've been thinking, what have they been getting up to? Well, everybody who, who well, stands yeah. it knows what they've been getting up to. Um, and a trampoline as well. I mean, just for I, I, uh, I, extra I, buoyancy. buoyancy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I liked, I liked that, uh, that reference. Um, again, again, this may be another Chris Chibnall thing. A lot of people saying that this is the best thing they think he's written, or it's one of the strongest scripts that okay, he's written. Yeah. It's definitely tight, Yeah, but there are some foibles, I think, that you kind of look at and you go, well, that's kind of classic chibs, where, like, okay, so they always knew that they were going to have to land into the TARDIS, land on that trampoline. Yeah, I thought that. I was like, well, how? And it's the same later with the Carvanista, or the, the um, uh, what, what are they called? The I wrote it down, the, the Lupari ships. Uh, the Lupari, yeah. They're the, so every, even these planets are getting disintegrated by the flux. Yeah. But it just so happens when all of these things are knitted together, like that, it, it, and, and it's ripped straight out of bloody Guardians of the Galaxy. That, yes, isn't it? it is, isn't it? I hadn't thought of that. Well done. It, that, it's funny that that's the only structure in the known yeah. universe that will not See, fall to the flux. I thought, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but I actually thought that it was a bit of a bait and switch. I thought, oh, they're going to do all that. And, and then it's like, going to be And pointless. it's going to fucking wipe them all that out. And they were going to wipe out Earth. And it was going to be like... That might still happen. Uh, yeah. Because we haven't, we haven't seen, seen it, it actually consumed yet. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like a cliffhanger. It was going to be something like, I'm yeah. sorry, Dan, Yaz, you're the last two humans mm. in existence. So, oh, we've got... Let's not get to the ending yet. Because, yeah. I mean, there's lots of really cool stuff to talk about. Oh, and yeah, yeah. I, I think the general vibe that we're getting from talking about it is that we liked we, this story. Uh, yeah, I, I loved it. Obviously, it was very much... Uh, oh, this is going to come up in a couple of weeks' time. Oh, yeah, it's, it's chapter one. It's chapter one. It's a lot of setup, um, and at times I did find myself going, "Oh, I might be getting a bit lost here," but it, yeah. it was fine. Um, the only thing that I thought didn't really need to be in it, and I'm sure obviously it will, it will obviously it will be explained later, was the stuff right at the start, which was immediately after the title sequence in Victorian Liverpool, Liverpool. where he's talking about the tunnels, Williamson's tunnels. Yeah. Did you know that they're legit? Yes, they are, aren't they? I remember seeing it on Twitter. And weeks ago. nobody actually knows what they were made for. I mean, that is perfect Doctor Who it is. fodder, isn't it? I did do a little bit of research into it. And according to Wikipedia, the, the two main uh, answers for what they actually were built for right. is it was either a philanthropic cause by Williamson to give work to the poor. Right. Um, so to I think it was like, you don't want to demean yourself asking for charity without putting like graft in. Right, so they okay. wanted to give people an opportunity to put some work into earn some money. Yeah. Um, but also, that apparently, he may have been like a religious extremist, right? And he was preparing the tunnels for the end times. Ah, 
And he does sort of talk about that, doesn't he? The cataclysmic, the yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I'm interested in this whole there's there's dynamics across all of space and time yeah. that seem to be being drawn together. Yeah. And I think my cynicism with that kind of story being told before in the programme is I, one of these is not going to get paid off mm. or is going to be a massive red herring and never yeah. explained. Yeah, they like, feel like very disparate elements that you sort of do think to yourself, like, how? Yeah. How is this going to tie into that? I'm but... already a little bit concerned about wee things that, that maybe people haven't focused on, like the TARDIS oozing mm. goo yeah. or the, you know, the spatial dimensions kind of collapsing Cocking around up, yeah. the TARDIS. It's a really cool visual. Yeah. But it's that's one of the things I'm like, if nothing kind of gets resolved, yeah. I worry it's something like that. Yeah. It's one of those story threads that well, won't get... Well, well, I've got a thought about that in the okay. TARDIS, but we'll, we'll get Should to we that, get to that we, in a bit? Yeah, so um, what happened next? We saw this well, we, bloke. We, we see this bloke and they're talking about building uh, the, the excavations in these tunnels. And then we meet Dan in yeah. modern day Liverpool doing his lovely speech about Liverpool. And I've been to the Museum of Liverpool. If you've never been to Liverpool before, go to Liverpool. It's a fantastic city, even if you're not a Beatles, Apple scruff, super freak like me. I went when I was three. Really? Yeah, for my brother's graduation. And so you don't remember a I jot don't remember of it? anything, so... Well, yeah. it's a good excuse to go again, because it's a beautiful city. Um, Chris Chimmel does have a thing about sort of elevating second cities. Yeah. Like Sheffield... Liverpool, Bristol, yeah. you know, just including the suspension bridge alone is yeah. something cool. So props to you, Chris Chibnall, for not just doing London and, and Cardiff, and Cardiff yeah. which is quite nice. Um, then after Dan's introduction, we meet Di, yeah. who kind of is another one of those characters that, uh, yeah, it's like tangentially related. Yeah. I just, she's such a small thread or seemingly such a small thread she could easily be forgotten if you're not updating the audience yeah. every week about the progress of what yeah. these characters have been up to yeah. since we last saw them. Like, we... like Claire as well. Yeah. Are we getting ahead? Yeah. But, you know. what, what, did you, what did you think of Dan as a character? Dan I, the man? The, the thing is, he's, he's, it's John Bishop playing a man called Dan. Yeah. And the man called Dan is very much like, like John, John Bishop. <laughs> and I don't mind that at all because no. I find John Bishop really affable. Yeah. I find him a very, very warm screen presence. Yeah. Um, I think, again, you know, that is a really good bit of casting in yeah. much the same way that, you know, um, Graham, uh, bloody, well, I forgot his name already. Dan, Walsh. Dan and, and bloody um, John Bishop have already replaced <laughs> Graham and Bradley Walsh in my heart. Um, yeah, he's, he's, um, he's good. I would have liked a bit more of an introduction with the Doctor, but then I also quite like that it was just it was a Doctor Dan, run, run, yeah, run for your life that. sort of thing. I, that was yeah. quite nice. And I like that he was not necessarily blasé, but he, he, I don't know, he just had a, a different attitude to it. I guess, you know, we've, they've done the whole, like, oh it's my space. God, it's big. Yeah. Just, you know, I like, the, I like that his introduction to space and stuff wasn't via the Doctor. It was via the dog man. And he's being insulted all the way through it. Like, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But it is like, I was watching it and thinking, maybe we are the species that would like gawp and take slightly longer to process everything yeah. around them. Like, yeah. you know, we've got no idea of the vastness of space and yeah. the interconnections of these characters and these alien species. And yeah. so it would take a while for us to get our heads around it. So that was, that was quite sweet. Yeah. Um, then we had, I think, one of the strongest scenes in it, which was Swarm's introduction. Yeah. Um, straight away off the bat, those two people that have been sent down to check on him. From the division. Both wielding guns that Gat was wielding. Yeah. In but he mentions it, doesn't he? Swarm says yeah, something about Yeah, he pronounces it slightly weirdly, though. He, he, he says he your call, division or Yeah, he doesn't something. say the division. He says something. Division. Division, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, they've got the same guns. Yeah. So were they Time Lords? Well, that was what I was thinking. Mm. Now, obviously, this creature, yeah, Swarm, whatever yeah. he is, regenerated. Yeah. Uh, obviously, not in the Time Lordy way, but, but regenerated. Still, yeah. And I read an article on the Radio Times. The old Swarm mm. is played by a totally different actor. No, really. And credited as such, yeah. Is Azure played by a different actor? In no, I think the, it's still, it's it's still the, the same, same one. lady, yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so that's interesting. So it is a full bodily regeneration. And the, so it's got to be. So it's got to be linked to the whole. Timeless time, child. So yeah. Probably the Time Lords pilfered this poor race's. Yeah, abilities. another one, yeah. Yeah, and fine, you know, if that is the case, hell. It's happened before with the yeah. Time Lords, they're bastards for it, so fine. 
let him get on with it. I don't mind that. Do you remember as well at the start of this run, one of the first sort of bits of iconography we saw of the show were crystals. Yeah, this is what I was going to say. And we've got crystals jutting out of this guy's head. You've got Crystal Meth Man. Crystal Meth Man (laughs) jutting out of his shoulder as well. Yeah. Um, He's got the world's, the the biggest shoulder pads I've seen since Sarah Green in in Ghostwatch. Um, Um, But this is what I'm thinking about the TARDIS. Because obviously the TARDIS is the same crystalline structure. Right, ah. And this creature's coming back and now all of a sudden the TARDIS is oozing black gunge and all this bloody, like you said, the spatial alignment Mm. of stuff is all going cocked up. That's really interesting. So what does it all mean, Billy? This is the exciting thing. That that is the most exciting through line of all of this. uh, Well, when the Doctor mentions the Division... Mm. Uh, that was like a proper oh yeah we haven't forgotten about this yeah. okay we can address this and I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it now yeah is this, is Martin, this a prediction yeah Joe Martin is gonna be in this series surely yeah okay surely you can't be deep diving into all this division stuff without Joe Martin turning up I did think when Claire ran up to them in the street yeah maybe because she's got a long coat on <laughs> right <laughs> but I it? did think. Is this another timeless doctor? Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, everybody's a timeless doctor. Bloody the the ball boy that passed the ball to Trent Alexander Arnold during that Barcelona match at Anfield is a timeless <laughs> is a timeless child. Um, or is it just Squint and his David Tennant or something? A very short Matt David Smith. Tennant. Yeah. Matt Smith. Matt Smith well, was a football doctor. He's a football doctor. You never know. Was he wearing a bow tie? Someone have a look. We'll, we'll find out. Um, also, I don't I don't know if the design has changed because I, I I looked at the gun and I thought. That comically oversized gun does look familiar, but mm. it doesn't look quite the same as I remember it. But I was struck by how it has that kind of crystalline webbing along yeah, the side, it does on and the it's inside. that silver and orange thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of thought it's like that's such a cornerstone of the prop department yeah. that they that they've obviously they look at that prop every single day. Yeah, is there a link? I think it can't be because it's made forged by the Doctor out of Sheffield steel. Yeah, but I, yeah, there must be it must be some sort of tie to be like yeah. time lordy technology. Yeah. Um, Sonic Blaster or something. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that was really cool. I thought that the makeup for both versions of Swarm was incredibly impressive. The regeneration effect looked was really so gruesome. cool. Yeah. So cool. I I think these are probably the scariest, actually genuinely scariest yeah. monsters yeah. that we've had. Yeah. And then when you tie that into the fact that ultimately the scariest Doctor Who monster probably of all time, the Weeping Angels, mm. were also in the story and yeah. got a really good scene yeah after well Blink is really Blink and the first part of that Matt Smith two-parter yeah are probably the the only good instances of them being used up to this point yeah um, because obviously you see them move in the second half of that two-parter which we, totally ruins them yeah and then you've got the, you know the, the one Statue of Liberty thing yeah and the, the cherubs are quite cool but you know again it's a gimmick on top of the existing one. Yeah. So it's cool just to see a base level paint by numbers. That is what the, the they do yeah. for a reintroduction for the audience. Her constantly saying, "Don't blink, can't blink, mustn't blink." They'll yeah. get you. Was really good. Yeah. And it was a really effective use of them. I thought it was a really good scene yeah. actually for the Weeping Angels. Um, but yeah, the, the the swarm and azure or whatever this race, the, mm. if they're the ravagers or whatever, the or, ravagers, isn't it? or the yeah. ravages or what, however Jody pronounced it in that promo that yeah. they mistyped on the subtitles. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, really, really cool yeah. look. Um, all of the scenes involving swarm Worst, felt important. Yeah, they and stood out, didn't they? They yeah, they stood out. Um, when he kills that guy, so so obviously azure. Yeah, she looked like a human. Are we thinking that it was kind of like with the Doctor, almost like a chameleon arch well, thing? Well, that was what I was thinking. Because so, I, I, we, I, yeah, we, I mean, we might as well just move on to that bit because oh, yeah. actually, well, we've got the we've got the stuff with Dan and and let's talk about the the what's his name, Carvinista. Yeah. What did you think of Carvinista? <laughs> well. As a character, fine, and the whole idea that their race are dogs and they're like, they're bonded to humanity and they have to come and save them. I thought that was great. Yeah. I thought it was a very clever bait and switch that, oh, actually, he's not like a bounty hunter trying to get Dan. For yeah, whatever this, the species recall. Yeah. Like, that's, that's a really cool idea, yeah. isn't it? Um, I mean, it was a bit weird because he was like, well, hang on a minute. He was like being really like, I could just kill you now. And it's like, hang on, you're there to rescue him? That was a bit weird. Yeah. On the second viewing, it became a bit more like, hmm. But it's fine. Yeah. Um, 
My real issue with that character was I thought the makeup was appalling. Did you? I thought it... I, I, I turned around to Jonathan and I was like, it's nice to see that the Doctor Who makeup has not improved since the Planet of the Cheetah people. When Actually, no, Kara's makeup is probably far more emotive. It just looks uh, yeah. like a man in a furry mask. I, I think it's because... I think it's the, it's the, the muzzle and, yeah. and like the fact that that didn't move. So that was you, it. You could see... There was obviously like a chin moulded in the mask, yeah. but he's talking behind it. Yeah, and you, and you can could see, see his it. lips move yeah. behind and it. Yeah, and I was but... just like, you know, when you look at some, so I think someone brought up Brannigan on um, Twitter, oh, yeah. and I was like, yeah, that makeup was, it, it was so, it felt like it was actually part of the face, whereas this just felt like he had a furry head on. It looked like he could have been a bloody football mascot. Yeah, I know. I know people love it. There were certain bits of, there were certain scenes where it looked better than others. Yeah. So that back and forth between the Doctor and Carvanista mm. when she asks about the division and she asks about the recall signal all that kind of stuff that because it was really tight on his face yeah. that was when it didn't work yeah. as well but in the scenes where he's having to go at Dan that and wandering right. around that was fine because yeah. you weren't tight on his face yeah. and they were kind of cutting because he wasn't saying particularly important dialogue yeah. they were cutting back to Dan more mm. you didn't see the mouth not moving as much yeah. um, but I, I really <coughs> liked the character Sorry, just dying. No, he's all right. <laughs> he can get through. Um, I I liked I liked it. I I liked the character. I liked the the accent. You know, it was just nice to have an alien that wasn't like just RP. Or oh, just... Johnny hated that. Really? Yeah, he was like, oh, well, he's a bloody he's, snob. He is just terrible like that. And he was like, oh, where's, his, where's he got a Sheffield accent? Oh, shut up. <laughs> um, all that laptop business, I have to say. That was weird. I did not like that. Now, can I? So. You know, we, we mentioned before in the video we did for um, uh, the Matt Smith double bill that we did, all the the Sonic can do everything sort of thing. Yeah. I'm, see, I'm seeing way too much of the Sonic. Yeah. It, it, ju it just does everything. Yeah. Which is annoying. Um, and it, it, it takes away the agency from Jodie's character. Yeah. Jodie, you know, she does that thing. Oh, Liverpool. She can do that. Yeah. She can, she can taste soil. And that's yeah. funny. But when you just go, burr. Well, what, what 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 are you adding to the character? You know, you yeah. know, it, it's fine. It's it's quick. It gets you through the story quicker. Yeah. But then also, it's like, uh, oh, she just sonics the thing onto the telly, and then you're like, so how exactly is she able to see the tracker? <clears throat> yeah. Like, but then you should have surely worked out that that was his technology because it displayed everything you needed to yeah, know. Yeah. See, that whole and, thing was weird. And the th the thing that really annoyed me and this was the thing I was talking about earlier, that the, the Chibnall kind of, come on, mate, that's obvious, is the 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 shrinking of the house. Mm. And they run out of it, and I'm like, I went I, I went to Stealth, shit. It's the master. Yeah, so I said the thing. Because the symb I, I hadn't seen that symbol before that came up on the screen. Yeah. And in the blink of an eye, when I first saw it, I thought it was an M. Oh, right. And I was like, oh, what? He, okay, so he's going to be in it earlier than we suspected. Okay, yeah. interesting. And... Um, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And I just thought, you've just reintroduced the TCE. Yeah. Like, how do you not see that you need that's... to come up with something different? Because yeah. everybody's going to go, but that's the master's trick. Yeah. And, and now the master isn't in the story. So where's that come from? And I was almost expecting Yaz or the Doctor to say, We all know who does that. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. You just something or make a, a, a remark about, oh, you know. Let's just pick that up from the master or something. And like, yeah, well, yeah. like one of the one of the best sort of scenes for the master in ages when he yeah, when he gets yeah. the matchbox out. Yeah, and and that was only last last year. Yeah, yeah they made like, a big deal of the TCE. Yeah, in the last yeah, series. they did. And it's like okay, so come up with something else. Yeah, because that's just a weird. Yeah, lazy. It, but it's is it lazy? <clears throat> but it's it's that thing like the you know um, resolution of the Daleks title. It's like. How did you not see that that wasn't yeah. going to quite I, I work? Think, I think with resolution, he was just like, we just don't want the Daleks. There's this whole secrecy thing, isn't it? You just don't, I don't want to tell, tell anybody. I mean, look at the cover. Uh, the yeah. cover for the DVD doesn't even have a Dalek on it. I know. It's got some bloody extras who are in it for all about five seconds. Mental. Mental. Um, and that whole thing with Dan and his house. So obviously Dan is living in poverty and but he also works at a food works bank at a food bank he's refusing so, help yeah you know he's they've they've made a very good point of saying like he's a stand up bloke yeah yeah um and the 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 resolution to the whole laptop business and escaping the house was oh he's got a very fancy laptop mm. oh it, it mustn't be his and then it blows up yeah and i was like that just doesn't make any sense no and, and also like 
he's got he so he's got a freight he's got a framed Liverpool shirt yeah. from the year they won the title, and he's also got the the new Liverpool shirt. They're like sixty quid a pop. Yeah, you know, like and he, and he so he's got a season ticket as well. Yeah, so like I know you know. I'm not going to talk. What, you, about... what are you thinking? Benefit fraud? <laughs> God no. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I, I like the fact they've introduced that. You know, it, it is a kind of. I suppose some people could get annoyed and go like, "That is the cheapest way possible to go." Like, this guy is an empathetic dude, and you should like yeah. him. In the same way, in the the woman who fell to earth, you have not many people get calls from their grandchildren. Yeah. Oh no, we've got to feel sorry for the old bloke who's died now. Yeah. Um, it was that sort of thing, but um, you know, it just, it does it does add a dimension to his character. Like, yeah. you know, we didn't know that much more about Graham being a stand-up bloke. No. Really, besides yeah. the fact that he just seems like an affable sort of working class guy. Yeah. But, you know, at least with Dan, we've got a layer of his character that may have gone over some people's heads. I'm sure it, it couldn't these days. No. But, um, yeah, it was just, it was a nice sort of layer to him, I thought. I also want to take this opportunity to say, fuck whoever wrote that tweet and wrote that article uh, about the bloody... Don't even give him the bloody, time of day. Oh, I, uh, the, the, that just, uh, just appalling. That's, that's why I'm, I'm not interacting with Doctor Who Twitter over the course of Flux. I think if you if you genuinely think anything about the fact that there's a disabled person and someone who's living in poverty in an episode of Doctor Who and that's a, and problem. That's a problem then get in the fucking sea. Absolutely. Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> then we go to the Arctic Circle. Yeah. Um, now I when as soon as those two characters appeared I went Chameleon Arc yeah, I you're, thought you were like division sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then something else that threw me off, and I, I don't know if it's a design thing, I don't, I don't know if it's just me, but that spinning thing that was in their garage. Yeah. I was like, oh, is that Carvanista? Is that Carvanista's spinning thing that he yeah, sent after? I thought after? it was at first. Yeah. yeah. So I, but I don't know. I mean, are we supposed to know now? Is it supposed to be obvious where that's come from? I mean, I guess that's is that more Gallifreyan. Stuff I don't know when in doubt, but it, well, yeah, say I mean, it, it must be Gallifreyan to a degree because if they are related to the Time yeah. Lords or they are Gallifreyans in some way, yeah, like I assumed that it was like the man was her jailer and she was like a prisoner who had her mind wiped mm. and was like living this false life, and, and kind of like with um Joe Martin's yeah, yeah, character yeah. and whatever his name was, her yeah. husband. Um, so I thought it was that sort of dynamic and. That alert was just to say, oh shit. He's on his way. Swarm's coming. But then they go to bed like nothing Nothing's has happened. Go- no. There's no defences in the house. It's just, and, then, and then he turns up. Do you keep up. your chilies in the fridge? No. No. No, I don't. Um, I don't I, eat them. So. I, I, also, I also don't quite understand that line when he gets thanos yeah, and th- this had better particle effects than bloody yes, Avengers movies, did. by the way. God, for all the stuff when the planets are f- yeah. disintegrating, and all the people disintegrating. Her, her face when it disintegrated mm. into the actual yeah. character was was really cool. Um, I don't quite get the line "Don't touch anything." No, and I thought that on when it, when I watched it the first time, and then when I watched it again, I thought I watched it with the subtitles. The first on. time, I leant forward and went, "What did he say?" Yeah, because then I thought she's going to stand and like. The flux isn't like a big cloud like we yeah. saw in the trailers. The flux is just, it's around you. And if you touch anything that's in this reality, yeah. it, it Thanoses you. Yeah, because he did that like scan. I didn't. So was he scanning which one well, I guess, he was going to take away with him? But I surely did. he turned up a new. Yeah. Or was he like infecting the room with fluxiness? I or don't it know. Was that, it was that scanner from the beginning of Aliens that yeah, comes yeah, in yeah. and does a quick thing of the room. Yeah, I'm not Weird. quite sure about that. Maybe that will be explained later on. Maybe we'll see more of it's that. It's Doctor Who, it won't be, but there we <laughs> go. Um, uh, yeah, and, and that, you know, they promised that they'd warn us and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's obviously, uh, there's a lot of questions that we've got and yeah. it's unfair to go, what, I, I'm annoyed I don't know the answer to this straight away because we're not going to know the answer to any no. of this stuff straight away. No. It's part of the, part of the, it's part of storytelling. Yeah. Um, I don't know who it was. I think it might have been Scott Gray, the writer and artist yeah. of Doctor Who magazine's comics. I think he said that this serial, because it is a serial, it is a serial, will be as long, if not longer, than the Daleks' master plan. Yeah, I did Isn't see that. Isn't that bonkers? What a thing to think. Like, wow. Imagine if it's as good by cool. the end of it. Can you imagine? Yeah, I mean... Is that possible? <laughs> yeah, possibly. Um, uh, it might be easier to sit through. 
Um, oh, I mean, at least you can actually watch it. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Um, so then we have Thirsty uh, Linyaz meeting Claire. Yeah. Now, obviously, she gets zapped back in time. Yeah. Because we see her arriving wherever she's get zapped back by the Weeping Angel. Mm. Um, and she makes a reference to, I have to take, I have to go home the long way around because yeah. it's Halloween. So she's obviously told at a, at a later she, date, yeah. you need to get zapped by this Weeping yeah. Angel, yeah. is what I assume that means. Yes. Which, again, in the, in the same way as, you know, so why is Carvanista having a go at Dan? It's like, so if you know that that Weeping Angel is supposed to get you, yeah. which, I, I mean, I don't yeah, know. Why, would why, you... why are you so frightened of it? Yeah, you just walk up to him and go, all right, bud. Yeah. 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 <laughs> ah, ah, get me. I'm here. I'm here. Come and get me. I was blinking violently for the people listening. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't quite understand why she was so frightened. But yeah. this, is, this is all stuff that, you know, we're asking and we're, you know, we don't know how this is going no. to turn out. Yaz can now co-pilot the TARDIS. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. I, absolutely, nothing wrong with that. If anybody has a problem with it, then you should have a problem with Donna being able to co-pilot the TARDIS as well and everybody co-piloting it at the end of Journey's End. Yeah. Cause, and, and, you know, like loads of companions. Ben and Polly, apparently, in the audio dramas can bloody... Oh, really? Can they? So, yeah. You know. Oh, fair enough. Um, I want uh, taking that opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I mean you, this might even be what you're about to bring mm. up. I really enjoyed the relationship between the Doctor and Yaz. In I the like story. that Yaz is is kind of a bit mardy. Yeah. I, 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 like even with Dan. Yeah. Like that whole kind of you know Yaz is fine thing. She seems to have developed you know a thicker skin for stuff. Yeah. Probably being traveling for however long she has with a, a person who is just not telling her the truth about yeah, anything. Yeah, this is what I like. I um, like that we've got the Doctor keeping these secrets yeah. from the companions because it just adds a little more to the dynamic. Because obviously in, in the first series, which obviously, you know, I wasn't particularly mm. keen on series 11, you know, it was... It felt sort of almost a bit too chummy and mm. just a bit too bland mm. for me. But I like that there's these, these levels. And like they did it in the last series as mm. well, in series 12, there was an element of that that she was keeping secrets. But I think but she's if, actually coming through. Yeah. And I think the same for Jodie, actually. Um, you know, did, what did you think of her performance in this? I really enjoyed her in this story. Yeah. I really enjoyed her. I thought you did the, the humorous stuff was well done. It wasn't like too goofy or mm. daft or anything. It was, I think it was just tonally very good. Mm. Um, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed all the stuff where she was having her, not her angsty moments, but mm. her moments of contemplation and a concern I, I do think there's going to be an interesting thread here because she does mention it to Yaz when Yaz starts going like, you're not being honest with me you need to let me in mm. sort of thing and Jodie sort of goes haven't haven't we had a good time yeah and that, haven't we had a good time on that mattress yeah <laughs> well, I brought well, yeah. that mattress in especially for you and look at all the blankets down on it we've made yeah. quite a mess here there's some cushions and all exactly um I, I just I I I uh, in one of the interviews that Jodie's done for this season, she does say that my doctor grows up quite a lot or she learns yeah. quite a lot about herself. And I, I wonder if that thread is actually, you know, I've, sh oh, I've, I've shown you the universe. Isn't that enough? Why do yeah, you have to yeah. keep asking me questions about yeah. myself? And it's like, well, that's not actually how a friendship or relationship yeah. works. Like, yeah. It's not just like, I'll do nice things for you so you don't have to inquire about me personally. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of hope that that is where that, dynamic goes because it will be interesting to see that you know she, she maybe she she does get things wrong on an emotional level mm. and on a friendship level yeah. she's not always your best pal David Tennant yeah. sort of thing maybe she actually can be thoughtless yeah and you know she's a bit childish in that way yeah I think that was the problem with that first series is that you know what's this doctor about oh hope and everything's nice and it's like yeah, but the Doctor's more interesting than that. Yeah. The Doctor's multifaceted. She kind of tries to guilt Yaz in that scene. Yeah. Like, since Graham and Brian left, haven't we had a good time? Yeah. Well, yeah. well then shut up. Stop asking me questions. Yeah. It's that sort of like, oh, yeah. that's actually not a nice... No. But, I, but I, I'm not going to take that and run with it as a, this is why this character's bad, because no. she does nasty things. And look at this scene with no. Graham as well, where she ignores his cancer diagnosis or whatever. <laughs> I'm bored of that conversation. But it's like, you know... She is fallible. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe she's a fallible doctor. Maybe we've got a doctor that doesn't always get it right all the time. Yeah. And that's fine. I, I like my, that. Exactly. My, my biggest hope going into this, after seeing the first couple of seasons, or the first couple of episodes, was that thing where she has a social anxiety, she doesn't always interact with people in the right way, 
And I think that that's actually part of her character and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. It would be nice to see it develop. Mm. So by the end of this season and by the time we get into the specials next year, there is another layer or part of that part of that joy and that kind of daftness is sort of tarnished a little bit or yeah. it's a little bit text extra, there's a bit yeah. of extra texturing to it all. But um yeah, I thought that was that was an interesting scene between the two of them. Yeah. And uh you're getting mad at it. It's like it sounds like a couple having mm, a row. Yeah. And I, I, I thought it was, it, yeah, they're, they're obviously great. They've got a great chemistry. Yeah. And it's Man, a shame, and isn't it? I get, I, again, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, I wish we could have had, even if it was just a few episodes of just mm. the two of them on but their you, own. You couldn't because there was, because you had two other companions. Mm. And I think this story, imagine if there were two other companions in there. Oh, well, you just It's couldn't. almost enough having Vinda, who they're going to obviously meet later on. Yeah. But then you've got, you're introducing Dan, you've got Yaz, you've got the Doctor. I can't imagine yeah. adding another ca- another companion into that mix yeah. because having them there from the beginning yeah. would have been way too much. Yeah. So it's nice that they've kind of paired that back. I think it needed to be paired back. Yeah. Um, Vinda mm. is based on Observations output, Outpost Rose. Yeah. I mean, you can't call something in the Doctor Who universe Rose, Rose yeah. and it not actually end up being related to Rose. Yeah. In that case, just use a different name because, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean... What do you think? Nah, she ain't gonna come back. Is she? Well, she's not gonna come back. Maybe not. But it's... why would you call it that? Oh, I don't know. Observation is he, is post he, is Susan. He, is he a division man? I think he might be. He probably is, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Probably. So he's a he's a he's he's a division man, but potentially. He doesn't seem to have kind of time lord tech like a TARDIS. Though. No. So do we think the division are actually from an earlier point in time lord history before they develop time travel? Yeah. But they can't be because. The Fugitive Doctor has but a Type they, 40 did, capsule. Didn't they say that or if it is a type um, 40. Carvinista was a Division agent? Yeah, and obviously they're so maybe not using... The, maybe the Division isn't necessarily just a Time Lordy thing. Maybe the Division is a, just a, a big Illuminati-type organisation. I think it's been... Go- it's a bit, it's, it's all a bit modelled, been tied into the Time Lords, though, yeah. from the start. And now it's like, oh yeah, but this dog bloke was a member. Unless he's just like a really good mercenary that they've brought in. So it, yeah. it could still be led by the Time Lords. Yeah. It's just occasionally they dep in, like, well, they've got the Jadoon involved before. Oh yeah, true. So maybe it's just people that are very good at their job, but it's yeah. actually led by the Time Lords ultimately. Yeah, that oh, fair enough. might make sense. Yeah. Um, swarm lurking in Azure's bedroom. Yeah. That was a really creepy scene. Of, mm. You know, we kind of covered that, but that opening kind of panning shot of him yeah. through the doorway. It, it's a fantastic silhouette. Uh, yeah. That angular, distorted, obviously his head's all bulbous and weird anyway, but the shoulder pads, like you said, yeah. is very sort of German expressionist, mm. bent and warped. I'm, I'm getting a vibe off of him that he could go down as like a really popular mm. mon- villain. Yeah, oh, for I the think so. Term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's unusual, isn't it, actually? Because we've been talking lately uh, with regards to like Stephen Moffat's stuff mm. about, oh, you know, no one remembers the monsters from a lot of those stories from that era. Um, the Tesselector being one of them. Because the I called it the wrong name. <laughs> yes. even, even in the review, I called I it the Tesseract. It's, like, it's actually called the Tesselector. I went, there you go. Proving your point. Brilliant. Um, but immediately, as soon as we see this guy, everyone's like, he's friggin' scary. Yeah. We're, and, and he was just, every time he appeared on screen, you were like, oh, he's back. Yeah. You just wanted to see what's him. What's going to happen next? Yeah. Um, and then eventually you get that confrontation with him mm. and Jodie at the end. And there's, I mean, there's a lot to dig into there, which yeah. we'll get to. But you just, like, Jodie's way she played it as well was like, what is going on? Yeah. She's just as out of the loop as we are. Yeah. Which is actually really nice. God, these it, buddy, Ch- Chris Chibnall with these secrets. Even, I know. Even the main actress doesn't know what's going on. I know, clearly. Um, it's just like, it's nice to have a, to have a villain that... Is, is brand new. Yeah. Uh, but is immediately captivating. Yeah. And g- great performance. I didn't write the name, down the name of the actor who, who, who played Yeah, he's, he's very good. I, I know the Really, guy. really good. Mm. Really good. And the makeup job is superb. Yeah. It, you know, there, I did get kind of, I looked at him and thought, right, so it's kind of like a Tim Shaw thing where it's like, it's a bloke with a facial disfigurement mm. or a facial kind of design or whatever. Uh, slender dude talks in riddles and rhyme mm. but there's something about the character beyond the possible links to Time Lords and Jodie's past or yeah. the Fugitive Doctor or whatever there's just something about the way that 
that character has been written and positioned that you think this is this is a big deal this character yeah. and I think this character is going to have ramifications possibly I w- you know beyond the TV series mm. it's like we could see this character in comics and stuff yeah. like if we're going to cover these adventures and these battles they seem to have had before yeah. I can totally see people going I want to write that villain's mm. dialogue I yeah, want to yeah, do yeah. something with that yeah. character what did you think of when he turned to the camera and said trick or treat doctor it's Halloween fuck it it's Doctor Who <laughs> so what it doesn't matter <laughs> it made me wince <laughs> I did I did uh, write down yeah are these time lords of some kind in Azure yeah. you know uh, could have been minded like the fugitive yeah. doctor um uh, the, the hopper virus particles make a return from Orphan 55 yeah I had a moment where I was like wait what and I was like that is a reference to an, an, an episode isn't it and I was like my brain was sort of going through my file of facts yeah and uh, well I watched it Stella chuckled at it and I was like okay I was like has she remembered that from a year ago and, oh and God, yeah. I'm watching this going like I've erased uh, Orphan 55 from my memory <laughs> yeah um, yeah, obviously she's she's the proper fan. Um, yeah, the species recall thing was really cool. Jodie scene with with Carvanista was was I thought they had a, a good back and forth. Yeah, uh, you know, makeup aside for Carvanista, um, I, I I'm I do worry with Jodie's and this is nothing to do with the way that she performs because I think actually this is detrimental to what she's actually doing. Right, that there's a bit too much cutting around her. There's right. that bit when they first land and Yaz is going, synchronise synchronize watches. Mm. I haven't got a watch. Any questions? No? Okay. And she runs off. Yeah. And you, there was just a bit too much cutting around that scene. I just thought if you just left it on a two shot yeah. of Jodie just doing that, that would have been really lovely. Mm. But I, I just think there's a bit too much cutting wide when she spins around and her coat goes and then cutting in close and then reverse. I just think they cut around her performance too much. Okay. And I just don't think you get her as an actor through and, and unless she's in a one-on-one confrontation with a master or with mm. a with a swarm and then her performance really comes to the fore yeah. but I just think there's way too much cutting mm. um, and when they do focus on her they're giving her dialogue like take that loads of time vortex energy and that kind of stuff and it, like if you see that written down on a page as an actor you must think how am I going to make that yeah. line work because yeah. it's all like take that it's all like comic it's, it's like com- comic, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Com- it's stuff you'd yeah. see in a comic book, and you go, I mean, nobody actually speaks like that, and yeah. you'd, you'd hate to give that to a line of line of dialogue to an actor yeah. like Daniel Craig in No Time to Die, looking at the script, going, "Die, Blofeld, die." Right? How am yeah. I going to how am I going to make that line of dialogue actually yeah. work? I think Jodie's given a lot of that stuff where she must look at it and just go, "Right, okay." I, I mean, I'll try, <laughs> and and she does. Yeah. But I just think they. I don't know if there's a lack of confidence from whoever's cutting it mm. that they don't want to hang on her face too long or hang on her performance too long. Mm. I have heard, and this is, you know, allegedly, right. she's not great at learning her lines. Really? I've, I, I don't know. I've also heard from that same person that King Michael Sheen is the new Doctor. Oh, yeah. And the well, week before that was bloody, was bloody Alex Horn was the new Doctor. Yeah. Ah. So there we go. Um, I will take that with the largest with the largest salt. the largest pinch of salt in human history. Um, the flux. Let's talk about the, the actual the actual corner point of this whole mm. this whole series. Where does it Where does it come from? What What, what are your go? immediate thoughts? <laughs> Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah. What What are your immediate thoughts on on the flux as a thing? Like, what do you think it is? <laughs> big bloody problem isn't it really it's a, it's, a, it's a problem for Doctor Who to it's solve it's a big problem for Doctor Who to solve yeah um, yeah I mean I, it's like Logopolis levels mm. of shit yeah, it's, it's going wrong it's going bad yeah, yeah. But, uh, this is what I liked about this as a story it was just like wow you have gone in and set the stakes incredibly high you know for the Doctor on a personal level for the, the universe um, there mm. is a lot of stuff it's going to need to be sorted out by the it, end of this story. It does feel like story. Russell T. Davis finale level. It does, so, doesn't oh, it? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is gonna, this yeah. is big. Yeah. And I hope it's not going to be some sort of big red button. And it all no, goes... I, and it's all back to normal. I hope not. But at the same time, you know, with, with Doctor Who, you do have to just kind of go, well, let's just go along for the ride. And look, if it ends up being a bit of a crap resolution at the end of it, mm. have I had a good time along the way? Yeah. yeah. Does it really matter that it was a... You know, yeah, I suppose on a story level, if you really care about the integrity of your storytelling, which you probably should, but you know, it, 
I'm not necessarily watching it for that. On a Sunday night, yeah. first time viewing, I'm there to just let it bruh, wash over me. Mm. I'll take like it. Flux. Like the flux, indeed. Um, and I'll just, I'll just watch it and enjoy it. On a second rewatch, I might start to notice some chinks in the yeah. armor. But I didn't really hear. No. I, in fact, you know, I, I found it a much more competent sort of like watch. Yeah. As a piece of television, rather than just Saturday night, enter- Sunday night entertainment. Sunday night entertainment. <laughs> I know, but that, that still doesn't. It feel still right. doesn't sound right, does God, it? God, how did people in the eighties cope when it was on on bloody Mondays and Thursdays? Oh, twice a week. Yeah. Oh, no, dear. thank you. Um, Tardis doors moving around was a really cool visual. Having mm. it in the floor was yeah. really neat. That doors opened cool. outwards like a proper police box. And that was that was fine in that instance. Yeah. That I was mean, okay. It happens in the Ice Warriors. It can happen here. Hang on a minute. But the doors open inward on the prop. Yeah on the other side of the door and then when they come out so is there a second set of doors on the other side because it's the police maybe they're just double hinged double hinged double hinged yeah maybe yeah no, maybe whatever um Sontarans yeah popping up like 10 minutes before the end of the yeah. story to do I, their bit yeah yeah I, I saw there was a really good I think it might have been The Guardian I was going to find the, the headline but Jonathan read it out to me last night because um, he was looking up lots of stuff about it and I, th- the, the, I think the headline or the byline for this article was something like, um, a load of dogs, seven billion dogs save humanity, um, while Doctor Who's more interesting villains like pop up in the background <laughs> for a bit. And I was like, yeah, that was pretty much pretty sums much. it up. Um, yeah, I thought they looked great. I really hated that scene when I first saw it. I did think all that stuff about you look, you look disgusting. disgusting. It's like... Oh, I, yeah. that's not how they talk. Me and Johnny were like, oh no. I, and I watched it again and I did laugh. I, I, the second time, I actually thought, it's fine. But the, the third, it just sounded wrong. Yeah. Then, like, them having that back and forth. It's like, oh, they're not going to be comedy foils I again, know. are they? I, it was that like, you've got the, You've got the look right. Yeah. You've got, the, you've got, by the looks of it, I mean, Dan Starkey's obviously there as Kragar or whatever his name yeah. is. You've got... He's obviously a great seasoned Sontaran actor. Yeah. He's great in, as, in the role. And, and he's doing it like he does his big Finnish performances. Yeah. Like, okay, this is a classic series Sontaran, yeah. Kevin Lindsay-esque voice, yeah. which is what he wanted to do in the Poison Sky Sontaran stratagem. I remember him mentioning it on um, really? Doctor Who Confidential, and he was like, oh, I was doing all the tongue stuff. And they were like, no, 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 you don't need to do that. But Just, it's back. It's back, the and it's so much better. Yeah, yeah, you want a bit of tongue action from your Sontarans. And the, and the other... <laughs> And the other one was good. Um, he was... <laughs> he was all right. He was all right. Um, Scottish Sontaran. As soon as he opened his mouth, I went, that is the most Sontaran-sounding yeah. Sontaran I've and ever like, heard. horrible teeth, I like that. Yeah. You know. and, so, and the makeup looked really good. The, I thought the makeup looked so much better yeah. seeing it properly. I, I did think, and maybe this is just because of the way that they, they, they looked beforehand, where the head doesn't actually move. Yeah. Like, you know, from, from the, the head... There's no neck movement yeah. at all. And I did kind of think there were a few times where the main Sontaran turned and moved his head up a bit. And I thought, God, if you move it up too high, you're going to see the bloody yeah, join yeah, where the, yeah, yeah. the thing's going to pop out the top. It's going to be the two doctors all over again. But um, <laughs> no, I thought that they were great. Yeah. Um, it wet my appetite. Um, I said, I, someone mentioned about, um, you know, the, the fact that a lot of this story was like, cool, look at this. This is coming up. Uh, and I said, oh, you know, the stuff in Liverpool with the old blokes wasn't really necessary. Mm. But then again, you could argue that about the Weeping Angels and the Sontarans, but at least with the Weeping Angels and the Sontarans and obviously Swarm, mm. you know, that was there and it wet my appetite and it made me go, ooh, I want to see the Sontarans. I, think oh, I want to see the, the Angels. The Sontarans being in that story were critical for the comeback next week because yeah. it's like, okay, so in the next time trailer, the Sontarans are in there. Yeah. And I liked the fact that it, they were just being really pig-headed and like the swarm's happening it is a strategic yeah, sort yeah. of advance for us like yeah, we yeah. can take a, a, a advantage, advantage of this, this. Yeah. I thought that's very Sontaran yeah. like you know pig-headedness don't care about what everybody else is getting on with this is really you know this could end the, the, the war with the Rutans kind yeah, of thing yeah, yeah. and I, I like that it was, it, was, it was nice to see them just kind of being, being yeah. Sontaran-y yeah. you know not, be, not have, throwing newspapers at Jenna Coleman yeah. and having comedy sound effects and, ha- oh god yeah fuck's sake have you seen the American trailer for the next story? No. So in the American trailer, there's more footage... Of Sontarans. Of Sontarans. Mm. And the Sontarans are on the battlefield. Yeah. Um, helmets on, guns at the ready, with the lead Sontaran with the scarred face on the horse. Is that 
Is that the main, the Scottish one? Yeah, yeah. so he plays two Sontarans, I believe. Oh, okay. The one that we saw in the episode last night, and then he plays Another one. like a more grizzled one. Right. And uh, I think he's the one that's on the battlefield that says to Jodie, I will I accept your massacre. massacre whatever yeah. It is, yeah. And they do Sontar, huh? Okay. But they've all got guns in their hands, and they just stamp their leg. So okay. they go, Sontar, so ha, like, cluck. Huh. There's no haka. Huh. Yeah. Which I was like, I can cope with your Sontahas if you're only <laughs> if doing... You if you stamp your little feet yeah, instead. Yeah. But if you start doing the hacker, then it's a bit more ridiculous. I understand. Um, yeah, really nice to see them back. I thought, yeah, I can set myself up for a good Sontaran story Yeah, next I'm week. looking forward to next week. Um, and... This I, week. I, I mean... So, so the flux. We initially thought it's bringing all of these things through, yeah, because it's just like a big, big menagerie yeah, of different yeah, monsters. Yeah. That obviously isn't the case, or what we suspect isn't yeah. the case. Why? Why are they all so here? What, so, why is the Weeping Angel there? Yeah, what's why, that Weeping what, Angel what doing? is going on? You know, yeah. and the Cybermen obviously will turn up at yeah. some point too. Yeah, on the Ood. And the Ood. Yeah, this is the thing. My I God. thought. I thought that after watching this first episode, I was like, actually, a lot of what we see in that trailer is from that first from story. the first episode we know so little no i know you know because i remember seeing people oh, they've shown too much when we come from it's, an era when we never see anything it's literally the first two well, it's, it's the first episode and a half really that the majority of that, that yeah. material is from yeah and so yeah sontarans uh sorry cybermen and ood we've still got to come um the merry seacole thing is obviously next week yeah so all of that stuff on the battlefield will be over by that point yeah yeah, there's still so, so much so we haven't much got a clue about. It's yeah. really, really exciting, and 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 I was shocked actually because when you, you when I saw that stuff in the trailer with the Doctor and Swarm, yeah, I assumed that was like a few episodes in. That's like, gonna be near is, the finale. Yeah. That's yeah. their ultimate face-off sort of thing. Nope, yeah. <laughs> episode one. Our right, final Doctor. battle has begun in episode one. That's a nice change. Yeah. it's not like our final battle has begun. Got 50 minutes to sort this out. Yeah. It's like they're yeah. actually gonna have like an extended conflict mm. across the next five episodes, yeah. which I think is is really yeah. really cool. Um, yeah, so I've got down here that, onto that. The first face-off with Swarm. So his, uh, the lines of dialogue that Swarm says to the Doctor, uh, they were so efficient, there's not a tiny corner of you that remembers. You and I dancing across space and time, locked in combat, and now after so long apart, we get to do it once more. I remember every battle, which gives me the advantage. Our final fight has begun. Mm. So which, do we think it's Jodie that he's faced off with before no it's going to be an older doctor it's going to be like Joe Martin I reckon. do you think it's Joe Martin mm. so then does that change or anything someone. about if it is Joe Martin does that change anything about where you think Joe Martin's placement is well, in the show And I would imagine it was before Billy before Hartnell we're um, still going to yeah still going to go with so. that as the main thing interesting it's, yeah it's, this is it's interesting it's interesting I, I mean you know Say what you will about the timeless children. Yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, I shouldn't have drank San Pellerino. Um, say what you will about the timeless children, whether mm. it's a bad idea or not. When stuff like this comes up, it does make you go, ooh, what yeah. does it mean? Yeah, of course it does. You know, so, you know, it's, it, it's keeping us interested in it. I think... It's doing I, his job. It is the, yeah, it is. It is. And, and it's like, you know, maybe, maybe there was a plan this whole time yeah well I think you there know? probably was I think and, there and probably you was. think uh, like okay so you know maybe the pandemic got in the way slightly yeah but it does kind of feel like everything is coming to, an, to mm, a head everything yeah. that we've had over the last couple of years yeah. you know that first season they've said was a foundational year yeah. setting the stage you know the second series has introduced the timeless children and the division third series seems to be paying that off yeah and so you know, I mean, maybe it won't pay everything off when we have the specials to wrap all of that up next yeah. year. Um, I suppose that's the frustrating thing about knowing so far in advance what the plan is, mm. that you know there's still going to be enough to yeah. after this series that yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll need to, you know, kind of Yeah, answer. It's funny you should say that, because um, I mentioned someone in the office today, I said, oh, we're recording this tonight. I said, because the new series has just started. And he said, oh, is that the series with the old guy, Russell T. Davies, coming back? And I said, no, 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 that's next year. I went, no, 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 that's the year after next. And he went, bloody hell, they'd like to announce this stuff very far in advance, don't they? Just before I came in as well, I did see a report in the Times. About the money. £40 million that BBC Studios might lose. Yeah. But then I did see somebody, I think it was Guy Lambert, responded to that on Twitter. Yeah. Saying, but if the idea is to make it a massive property again and you've got spin-offs and stuff it's yeah. like well it's going to make the money back anyway so yeah. maybe we don't need to panic no at all yeah. and also the times hit it behind a paywall so I couldn't read the article fully anyway no, so there we go there's journalistic integrity for you um, <laughs> Diane getting lured into that spooky yeah. house 
I, when I watched it last night and then watching it again today, I still think that Azur's dialogue wasn't actually over that initially. So what did she say? That whole... Coming to my den. That, that whole thing. <laughs> did she end up in Wookiee Hole Caves? It kind of looked like Wookiee Hole. Yeah, I was it? like, Christ, Sarah Jane's going to come speeding along on his little boat. <laughs> Bloody kill Elizabeth Sladen in a speedboat, <laughs> get her head decapitated. I, um, I loved that whole thing, because mm. it's just another le- level of what, what the, is actually what going, going on. on. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, so, and I like when Doctor Who does yeah, that. Yeah, I know. See, I like stuff like Kinder and yeah. Ghost Knight, where you're just like, what does it all mean? It's actually quite... It's, 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 it's just got a really scary feel mm. like her coming out of the darkness yeah. as her coming out of the darkness was like I mean if I was seven yeah. that would be terrifying yeah. and and you know swarms standing in the doorway mm. that would be petrifying yeah. this this whole run has actually I think introduced quite a lot of really scary moments yeah. like I mean basically the whole of can you hear me with the fingers coming off and oh, yeah. all that sort of stuff <laughs> can you finger me <laughs> I, I think that that <laughs> oh god this, that's gonna be some bastard's gonna cut that in isolation I just <laughs> I hope so um, yeah that that I mean it, it's done it's done that the kind of fear stuff fear factor stuff quite well I think fuck <laughs> you <laughs> there we go I was wondering which which part of it would, would derail the episode oh, but there we go um, so she gets lured into the spooky house back yeah. into her in I, I, yeah, I mean, so is she going to be bait to like, as like emotional bait yeah. for Dan? If she is, I, I, do they know each other well enough for that to be enough of an emotional pull? You know, we're going out for drinks that night. That seems like a first date. Yeah. We obviously like each other, but, you know. <laughs> He's going to turn to the doctor and be like, hey, you're not what doc. I don't yeah, give a shit. It's like dangling her over Wiki Cole yeah. It's like, I, I actually don't know her. Yeah. Like, you know. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to have we're going to have fun with you was, was the line. So are they going to turn her into one of those? <laughs> You're still thinking about fingers. <laughs> well, when you just said, you know, are we going to have fun with you? That was, there we a, go. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm um, a child. And a cool cliffhanger. Brilliant cliffhanger. Oh my God. Brilliant it's actually the end of the yeah. universe. A couple of things before we get to the end of the universe. Lovely shot of the TARDIS in space with Dan and Doodah. Yeah. And yeah. Doctor Who. In the doorway, yeah, and I love that shot with the eyeball that was going around a lot on Twitter of a, Jody's eye when he's like, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Was that good. was cool. Nice yeah. to have a title sequence again that has stayed consistent yeah. for the entire run. But Just Flux, Doctor adding, adding the Flux mm. subtitle, adding John Bishop's name to it, obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah. It actually feels like the end of the universe. It yeah. feels like you know, I, I always wondered what the end of the universe would look like. Yeah, it's like, well, and and and. I don't know if it was intentional, but when they cut to each of the different kind of things across time, Williamson in Liverpool, you know, Claire getting zapped, um, the Sontaran waving his wanking stick and, you know, doing all that. Um, it was like there was a, a bit of music playing underneath mm. it that had the Sagan dun 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 Oh, did it? It didn't, I don't think it was quite going dun dun dun. Oh, right. But it was a kind of drone that kind of sounded like they're obviously calling to the theme tune, yeah. which I thought was a really neat kind yeah. of, a, a neat idea. Um, and the last note uh, for the episode itself was dedicated to Julie Atkinson. Did you the see the credit? Foley artist. Foley artist. So obviously yeah. responsible for, I, I, since 2005, most, most of the Foley yeah. sound effects that we've heard yeah. on Doctor Who. So thank you very much, Julie, for your yeah. contribution to the show. Like, That's really sad. We'll be hearing, we've, we've heard it this whole time. Yeah. It's embedded into television, so, you know, yeah amazing work clearly and you know rest in peace and all that um so doctor who flux the halloween apocalypse what did we think what are our thoughts going forward into next week and for the rest of the series what does it all mean matthew i know i'm just excited i'm just excited to see where it all goes i'm excited to see my santaran friends on sunday hopefully they won't cock them up by doing any silly stuff fingers crossed um i think you've stolen one of the great santaran lines of all time the, the in I can't remember which which one it was in one of your action figure adventures. You oh, must really? be this high to write oh, this. Yeah, yeah. I think that might actually be one of the great unused. Yeah, I was really proud Sontaran of that. Sontaran lines. If you haven't seen that, go back and watch that action figure adventure. It was it's still called on YouTube. The Honor of War. The Honor of War. It's a good one. Tom you always Baker. knew when there was a new action figure out. Wonder what story Batman March is going to do with that with that action figure now. Season eighteen style uh, Tom Baker story after. Keep retracking. Gotta love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, you know, if, if you weren't excited for Doctor Who 
flux before it started. Surely this is setting you mm. up for like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah. This is, you know, it's really exciting. My God, the NMDs were going, this is the best thing Chris Chibnall's written. Yes. And, were, and I actually dropped in and watched one of their live streams because, you know, doom scrolling and hate watching is something that you should do if you want to stay healthy <laughs> uh, mentally. Um, and it was like, whoa, this dynamic is completely different. They're yeah. not ranting and raving. They're not shouting and crying yeah. and shitting themselves and complaining about black people being on television or yeah. women being on television or disabled people and te- being on television, or like that people. Telegraph <laughs> article. And people who wrote that article for the Telegraph can go fuck themselves in their stupid faces. Did you see that? Yeah. <sighs> anyway, um, yeah, it was just really like lovely to be everybody's actually quite enjoying this yeah and you know until you said in the morning oh, i've got to have that conversation about bloody ratings yeah it was like okay cool you know yeah. this is and actually I, I haven't really seen much about that to be I honest haven't, I, I haven't i think people are just enjoying it enough that they're just like oh uh, well uh, god i hope it stays that way yeah is this the only week this year where we're going to be able to go Everybody liked it, and they were, and everybody got on, and it was fine, you know. My God, we're living in a weird timeline. I think something's going, something weird is going on. There's those solar flares. The flux is actually affecting. Yeah, everything. I think that's it. My God, I thought maybe that was some weird marketing ploy when that happened last night. When the, yeah, power when, went when off, the power I was went, like, oh how God! How much did the BBC pay the National <laughs> Grid to like just an hour before the show? Can yeah. you freak everybody out by turning the power out for a oh, bit? Could you imagine if it had happened like? as the flux was coming towards the TARDIS and all the lights went out. Bang. My God. That would have been amazing. Oh, one th- complaint I do have. Yeah. And it's, this is not against Doctor Who. Yeah. But against the BBC, don't put words or fucking gummage talking oh, over the credits. Over the end credits. Even my mum was like, why did they do that? St- Stella, Stella was saying, I think that's so rude. Yeah. Because not only is it like, okay, you know, working in telly, it's like, you want to see your name. Because, yeah. you know, that's half, half the reason that you do the job is to go, there we go, there's my name at the end, it's all yeah. kind of worth it or whatever. But to have somebody talk over one of the best renditions of the Doctor Who theme ever. Yeah. Oh, get the thing. And they've changed the, the idents and you, the kind of the yeah. whole vibe of BBC One is new now and it looks, I quite like it. I like the new kind of yeah, right. graphics package. But please don't play bloody promos over the end yeah, of the title really sequence. Nice. It's so boring. And especially because like, it, we, it's, it's your most iconic theme tune besides Match yeah. of the Day. And nobody cares about watching the credits of Match of the Day. They even play the full bloody theme at the end of Match of the Day. There we go. Oh, anyway. Run yeah. over. <laughs> Run over. Um, that was Doctor Who Flux, Chapter One, The Halloween Apocalypse, as reviewed by the Review of Death. It was a really, really interesting opening to the series. I really enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, you've got, Matt said he loved it. Yeah. Matt, maybe I'm just high on sugar from that San Pellegrino. You did, you did say you loved I did, it last I did, night. I did really enjoy it. I did really enjoy it. Like, I, it, after what was a, a, a sort of, not plodding start, but a, start, mm. a muddled start, because yeah. obviously it was trying to introduce all these things, there was just so much building and building and building until mm. you were just like, Fever pitch. I, need I need to, to know. know what happens next. Yeah. And it's I want to know what's going on with these angels. I want to know what's going on with these Santarans. I want to know who Crystal Meth Man is. <laughs> and his um, wife. Oh, no, his sister. His sister. Oh, yeah. There might be a weird dynamic going yeah, on there. We don't know. Um, but yeah, we will see you next week for a review of Doctor Who, Flux Chapter 2, War of the Santarans. Um, thankfully, nobody's complaining about that title anymore, that Doctor Who's actually good again. <laughs> um, and yeah, until then, we'll see you later. Enjoy the episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.